that Nehemiah said, go and enjoy. This is a season where Israel was confronted with their own sin. And Israel was like lamenting and crying and, and grieving over their sin for the way that they have did not follow God. And they were literally in grief and repentance. And this is what Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some of those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Basically, the joy of the Lord about today is like the Lord saying, I understand what happened and I receive your repentance and now go have a party. And some of us don't let ourselves have a party. Why aren't we like able to play and have fun? Because the enemy is a deceiver and an accuser. So this is the question as we head into session two. We're talking about breakthrough for your future with joy. We're going to talk about joy because a lot of us, we can get breakthrough from the past, but we can kind of keep talking about the past. And we have to wonder at our wonder, and we need to identify. But then when, when God says it's done, it's done. And now we go a new way. So the question I have for you is the next slide. By the way, let's give it up for Melissa Rufner in the back, girl. She's worked for Life Pacific for well over a decade, right? Well over, like, eight years. And she's such a blessing. And so, in, and what I love about Melissa is she's not afraid to be behind the scenes. But she's, she's a leader, and she serves with her whole heart. So we love you. We love you, Melissa. So um, do you want to be healed? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves. Do we, want, do we truly want to be healed? Do we want to be healed? And, and, and the thing is, if, if, if Jesus heals us, are we willing to take up our mat and walk? Are we willing to walk forward? It was at the pool of Bethesda right there. Um, I was with a bunch, about 40 women, and that was the moment in 2014 where I decided I, I'm not going to stay in the same place that I was for 38 years. Like the man at the pool of Bethesda was by the pool laying on his mat for 38 years, and Jesus walked by and asked, do you want to be healed? See, he was waiting to get into this pool of water where it would happen. The angels would stir, and they would race to the pool to be healed. I think it was like once a year. I got to refresh my memory. But, but he's like, no one will help me. And then Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? And it's like, of course, Lord, I want to be healed. And the, you know what Jesus says? Then take up your mat and walk. Jesus didn't pick up his mat, didn't pick him up. But he said, do you want to join me in the future? And so... If we want to be healed, we have to be a participant. We have to scratch the record. We have to pick up our bad attitude, right? We have, to, we have to change it. We have to pick up some of the things that have been holding us back. We have to pick it up and move forward, move forward. God wants us to do that. So we're going to talk about breakthrough with joy because joy, breakthrough has to have joy, by the way. Did you know that joy is the soil for transformation. Joy is the soil for transformation. See, if we lack right brain relational development, the spiritual disciplines will be less effective. Even healthy seeds will not grow well in depleted soil. See, right brain is creative. Right brain is relational. But if we don't have healthy right brain development that we aren't developing in connection with people, if we don't feel bonded, if we don't feel belonging, then we're going to have trouble growing. That's why churches that are not joyful die. 
That's why people die in, in, in low joy churches. But the thing is, the church is supposed to be a place of joy. How many of you love your church, by the way? It passed, like, like I, I'm serious. I want to be T- Pastor Terry's best friend. She, I love being with her. She makes me better. She makes me, like, lighter. Her lightness and her joy and her fun, I just, I need her in my life. I need more of her because it starts to rub off on me. We need women that are joyful. If we're not joyful, we need to be around joyful people. I think I'm joyful, but I'm a little on the intense side. I have these, I have these creases. I, I, I worry more. I, again, weight of the world, you know, weight of the world, right? And, you know, the loss of my dad at a young age, that affects you when you're not parented. You're like, you weigh, you, you, it weighs you down. So when we talk about joy, we need to ask ourselves, if we want this joyful transformational soil, we need to say, who is happy to see me here? What do I feel right now? Is there anyone here who understands me? How do I act like myself right now? And what do my people do in this situation? The only way we're going to have joy is if we're in this joyful belonging where we can act like ourselves. A lot of us weren't able to act like ourselves or we don't even know who ourselves are. But do you have someone right now where you can be yourself with? Yeah? Develop that. Break through with joy. So we're developing a right brain right now, even being at this retreat, bringing to this conference. Why? Because we're with ladies. We're with fun. We look pretty. We had really good food. Some of you won prizes. That was, right? And then when you won a prize, everyone clapped for you. Everyone's happy that you won. I hope so. Got some jealous, jealous ladies around here maybe a little bit. But joyful belonging. That's why Saturday conferences are important. We raise our joy levels. So that's why we can have breakthrough. That's why today you're going to be able to take more from what you learn because you're in a joyful community, right? So number one, as we think about um, how to break through with joy, how to break through for our future, we need to embrace a key concept. You and me were made for joy. Joy is our natural state. Joy is where transformation happens, and we have to know that God is happy to be with us. God is happy to be with us. Do you know that joy is mentioned 476 times in Scripture, more than eternal life? But we, we, we hardly talk about it. See, joy should not be a secret, my friends. It's just too important. Joy is what ignites the process of personal and spiritual transformation. I teach marriage and family at LPU, and one of the things I really work on is that every time they walk in, there's music on, and it's upbeat. It's like gospel. It's fun. They have, as soon as they walk in, there's a table, and there's candy on the table. And you know, sweets evoke, evoke joy. That's why if, you're, if you have attachment disorder of any kind, be, when you're with people and you're eating sweets, there's like this bond, right? It happens, okay? It's how actually you heal little kids with reaction attachment. If you have a, an adopted child, they teach you that if, if you're trying to build attachment, it's like cuddling with like sweet milk because it, it builds a bond. There's like, it's multisensory. So we, the sweets, I know, it's a thing. So they have sweets. They have a beautiful, they have like vibes, they have a professor who's there in advance prepared, so I've been waiting for them. And then when they come in, guess what? I look at them and I get to say, hey, I'm so happy to see you. 
So when they come in, I mean, we already have joy. We are, we're happy to be together. And then I know they're coming in with worry, so we have a moment of silence, and we just kind of clear the air, and we center ourselves. But again, I, I created intentionally soil for transformation, that I'm happy to be with them. So if you're trying to grow change, grow or change, joy is the key ingredient that makes change last. Joy is glad to be together. It's a state amplified between two minds that are glad to be together at that moment. And so I just want to take a moment to say, if you have a low joy home and you're actually a, a, a person that kind of leads the home, I want to encourage you to cultivate joy. You women are so powerful. You have a force field that we can feel outside of this building. We can feel you coming, right? When, you know when people walk in your house or if you walk into your mom's house, you just know. It's a good day or a bad day. We just, the force field of women, <laughs> right? We, like we can see their backs and we can feel their force fields. And that's just how powerful we are as women in our emotions, that we are contagions. And so we have amazing power to create joy in the home. And so I just want to encourage you um, to build joy and to set the cultural climate of your, of your family. See, when Angie goes home, I really have to clear myself so that I walk in with joy. Like tonight, we're going, this is my plan. Um, I'm going somewhere after I'm going to be in Pasadena. Then I'm going home. We have church tonight. And so we'll do that. And then afterwards at night, we invited all of our family over. And we're going to watch um, Jesus Revolution. Um, I've seen it already, but my kids and all of our extended family haven't seen it. So, so I'm already thinking, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's. I'm going to get some, like, the movie theater popcorn. I'm going to get all the snacks. And I'm like, I'm going to create an environment, right? That they get. So, so I'm, cre- I'm cre- curating. I'm intentional. It has to happen. Most of our problems happen when joy is too low. Substance abuse, social media, addiction, and affairs are reached for mainly when the brain is in a low joy state. We've seen good people have, and good, uh, have leave good marriages from addiction. We've seen leaders fall from grace, even take their own lives. Why? Joy got too low. We are made for joy and joyful belonging. Jesus was relational and built joy strength. Jesus called his disciples one by one, and he challenged Martha to stop being so task-oriented, to do what mattered most. He invited Zacchaeus into his home, and he had his disciples meet up with him after a long day of ministry to what? Eat and rest. He was relational. He was relational and present, and attuned, and he asked good questions. So if we want breakthrough for our future, one, we have to wonder at our wonder and know what's going on in our past. But we then have to receive the healing and work through and build joy in our lives. And that is an active, ongoing task. So I have a question for you all. I have a question. What brings you joy? What brings you joy? So I just want you to think about it for a minute. What brings you joy? What brings you joy? I want you to just name out. Call it out. What brings you joy? Family unity. What? Eating a salad. Come on. Bring on the salads. 
Friends, yeah? What else brings you joy? Peace? Working? Serving? What? Jazz. Okay, I like, okay, let's go, I love that. Let's be more specific. I like that. What? Dancing, love it. Have you danced lately? Love it. So you're joyful, aren't you? Singing? Worship? Grandchildren? Holidays? Yes. Nature. Yes, yes. Feeding people. Hiking. Have you done it lately? Good. Jesus, fantastic. I love that. Our husband, good. I like that. That's not a common. That's not common. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's why you're so happy. <laughs> it's a dream. I love it. I love it. We have to know what brings us joy. We have to wonder at our wonder. You know, Scripture demonstrates that joy happens when we recognize and experience that God is with us. The Gospels refer to Jesus as Emmanuel, that Jesus describes how his followers in John 16 will be sorrowful for a little while, but will feel joy when he returns. And again, we have to remember that it's God with us, but also people with us. Joy is our natural state, and unfortunately, we just forget to build joy. So we have to remember what brings us joy. So if we want to change and heal from our past, we cannot eliminate joy. Sometimes people go into this deep work of healing. What, what, what would be the worst thing is for us to kind of dig up some of our past and go into a state of depression when we, when we start to like, this is so hard. We're going to heal because you, you have been authorized. You have authority. You have now new awareness as you wonder. But now it's like, how do you intentionally build joy in your life? And part of that is Embracing what brings you joy. So part of this is also activating our joy center. So number one, we need to embrace that we are made for joy. So I want you to each identify from a scale of one to ten, how joyful are you? There's just some people that aren't born in joyful. We, just, we love you. We love you. Maybe a little more melancholy. I think I was more of a melancholy personality. My sister's super joyful. She's so joyful. She's a little annoying. I'm like, can we just like, okay, like, come on. But, but I love it. Thank God she's joyful because I really need her in my life. I can't have her have a bad day. She needs to just be like, just, and, and I was thinking about this. I'm like, why is she just so good all the time? Right? Well, part of it is she had Angie in her life to help protect her from, like, I was her parent. So she just has a lot more freedom. She's more adventurous. She'll, she'll bungee jump. She'll hike across the U.S. And I'm like, we can't do that. It's unsafe. But she has a lot of room. But so where are you? Are you, like, on the low scale of joy or are you in the high scale of joy? What's your number? Give me your number. Eight, six, ten. Eight, seven, nine. Ten. Okay. Okay, so my so my low my low joy people, all my low joy people are like not saying a word right now. It's the joy like I'm ten. It doesn't mean you're any more spiritual. You're born that way. 
But you, I believe you're born with a level of joy, but there's also something that you've tapped into, a, a way of life that is joy cultivating. So I want to, you also that saw the high joy people, lower joy people, be their best friend. See, I've learned there's always a moody and a happy. And, and it's like, why, in, in marriage too, why does the moody get married to the happy and why does the happy marry the moody? One is the moody is really smart. The moody is smart. They don't want to marry a moody. But the happy is so happy, they're so naive to think that they can have any impact on the moody. The moody's don't ever change, rarely. We just bring the happy down. We bring the happy down. So let me tell you, if you're not married, marry, listen, if you're not married and you're happy, just marry a happy, okay? Marry a happy, um, and moody, like, really work on be- making a happy, happy life. Build and cultivate joy, okay? Um, I started to realize, I think I'm the moody. That's so interesting, right? So listen, all of you that are on the low joy scale, find the happy and learn from them. Don't drain them, but learn from them. Figure out what they do, Okay. I love Psalm 16. It says, you make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, the pleasure forevermore. I love this. Again, Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Joy is important. Joy matters, and we have to cultivate joy. So it doesn't just happen. I get you. I know. But listen, we can activate Joy. So let's talk about activating the joy center. The number one to activate joy in your life is simply movement. Movement. I'm not good at movement. I'm a little bit on. I'm socially brave, but physically, physically afraid mostly. I don't like to move. I'm lazy. Okay, I really am. I mean, my dog is overweight. I, I, I my dog is overweight. I found out last week, we went to the, to the vet, and uh, she was overweight a year, two years ago when, at 14 pounds. She's a little, cute, little chihuahua terrier. She was 14 pounds, and then we went to the doctor last week, and she's 17 pounds. Yeah, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. I haven't walked her in a, in a while. So let me tell you, she's, she, you know, I don't know if she has an eating disorder or we've encouraged her, but we feed her a lot of, like, food. We can't, we're, we're done. Like, we're starving her now. Like, she gets one, she gets like a half a cup a day. But you should have seen it. When I found out that weekend, you guys, I've never walked more in my life. I had that dog three times a day. I'm walking her. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a bad dog mom. Uh, she's fat, and I'm not, I need to work on myself. So I'm running her every, and she's lost, she's lost a pound. She's down to 16 pounds. Yay, praise the Lord. But, you, okay, so I started walking last weekend a lot. You guys? I was happier that weekend than I'd ever been. Movement activates the joy center. Not only did I move, I saw the beauty of, like, my neighborhood, which I never see, and flowers and other dogs and neighbors. And it's like, you know, I am a social person. And then I also just felt better physically. So movement is powerful. Dance is powerful. Um, Running, walking, exercise. I just saw um, a a picture on LinkedIn, it showed a, a brain scan. A brain with no exercise was very, and with some depression was dull, it was all blue. 20 minutes, the same brain walking, red, yellow, activated the brain. If you want to activate your joy center and your brain, movement. Movement is important. Also, number two, voice. Using your voice. 
speaking life over yourself, communicating with someone else, singing. Use your voice. Number three, another way to activate the joy center, which is in your brain, is people. Healthy people, when you feel like you can connect. That's going to be really, really important, is activating that joy center with movement, voice, and people. See, Jesus knew this. You know, Jesus had friends. He had the 12, and then he had the three, and they walked and talked a lot. Wow. What if you take your friend on a walk and talk? Joy. Joy is activated. I want to spend some time in my last point. Number one, we talked about embrace that you're made for joy. Number two, activate your joy center that, that you're not stuck. I think there's, this mental health crisis has made people feel like this is the end. This is We're stuck in this state. Nope. We're always changing, always evolving. Breaking through for our future in joy is absolutely possible. So we activate our joy center. And lastly, we build joy. I want you to think of this quote. I love it. I actually printed it out. I have it in my office. It says, old ways won't open new doors. Let me say it again. Old ways won't open new doors. I knew in order to heal and to break through in my life, I was going to have to do things very differently. I think even last weekend, realizing that exercise is really important, I mean, I got really crazy. So not only did I walk, I then had my husband buy me two kettlebells and a junk rope. I was really, really enthusiastic about this new life change. I, don't, I can't say it's going super well, but today, <laughs> it's been a week. This weekend, you know, as I go head home, I'm going to be doing a lot of, you know, walking my dog and maybe some jump rope or something like that. But all I have to say is old ways won't open new doors. So we've got to change. We have to scratch that record. We walk, need to walk a different way. So I want you guys to think about, before we get into building joy practices, I want you to think about one thing that you can even change right now it's going to be different. How are you going to scratch that record? How are you going to break the pattern? Get, give it to me, someone. We need to hear because you know what? You, we need to hear you say it. You need to hear you say it because you're going to have 100 women that are going to hold you accountable, right? But you also need that support. So what are you going to do? You give me a specific. What does that look like? Break your routine. So by the end of the day, I want you to think of one thing that you can do to break your routine. Something tangible. Okay? Someone else. Yeah. Come on, let's do it. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? You guys, you should see her face. She's like this. <laughs> okay, she's going to outsource it to sister. Is that the same? Oh, my goodness. Now we're making deals. She's very resourceful. Okay, say again. That's right. You're going to acknowledge them when they see them, when they come home, and you know what? You're going to get down at their level. Because you know what? You need eye-to-eye contact. We, we, our brains light up and feel joy when there is eye-to-eye connection. And during, during COVID, when we had two years of Zoom, Zoom is not a replacement for emotional connection. I'm sorry, online church, nope. Nope. It could supplement, but you need to be with people. 
So when, when I'm talking eye-to-eye gaze, you go down to their level and you are happy to see them. That all of a sudden, babies and children, they matter. And not only, guess what, are they going to get a kick out of it? They're going to love it. You are going to activate your joy center. It's for you too. I love it. Someone else. This is good. What are you going to do specifically? See how general we are? I'm going to change today. Well, okay. All right. I'll see you next year. Same, same message. Someone else. What are you going to do? Come on. I love it. You know why? Because you deserve nice, nice things. You deserve clean environment. It didn't feel good. Don't you feel like elevated? Uh, yes, yes. You guys, you know, make your bed. Like I made my bed. I'm like, I feel so proud. I look at my, I'm like, I am worthy of a clean bed. Then guess what? I come home. I'm like, oh, look at, I at least accomplished one thing today. I made the bed. Good. Okay. So listen, uh, when we're t- making change and we're, br- we're scratching the record, we have to be extremely specific. You need to be specific in what you are, you are going to do next. Otherwise, it's just in a generalized category, and you're not going to do it. You're not going to follow through. Yeah. So being grateful. Okay, and I love that intention, but what does that look like? Every morning, do you have a journal out that you can write it down? Okay, so keep that journal on your, on your kitchen counter with a pen, and you, and you have to be specific, three gratitudes. Because, or whatever, you, you decide, but you need to be specific, and there has to have a number by it. So that you, because it's easy to be like, I want to be grateful every day. Well, how are you going to be grateful every day? Because life's going to get busy. So if you have something out that you write down, it could be one thing, one gratitude that you then, or how about one person every day that you, that you say, every day I'm going to send a text of gratitude to someone for who they are. Oh my goodness. You know what Harvard says? Harvard said that that will create joy in your life. It's backed by research. One text message, one gratitude every day ups your joy. Guess what? We get, we, it means that we get off of ourselves. And guess what? Their reaction to your gratitude Wow, thank you for thinking of me. I love it. See, specific. This is good. So we're going to build joy. You guys ready? I'm going to give you 10 practices today. 10 practices that are going to help you activate joy. And we'll go through them pretty quickly. But take notes. And by the way, Pastor Terry is going to have these notes for you on Sunday. I'm going to, or next week, next Sunday, because it's, it's, Okay, so everyone would be mad tomorrow. Pastor Terry, where's my notes? We gave her like 12 hours. Okay, so next week. Praise the Lord. Number one, if you want to build joy, we're talking about breakthrough for our future. We're talking about, yes, Lord, we're wondering at our wonder. We understand our issues. Yes, Lord, we have have a lot of issues to deal with. But you know what? Thank God I'm not where I used to be, right? We are, it's a new day. So number one, be aware and express. You need to speak, speak it out. Like, that's why we're talking today. That's why we're calling each other out today. Because we have to express ourselves. 
says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Tell him how you feel. Bring your petitions. Bring your wants. And with thanksgiving. Believe he's going to answer you. Lord, I'm really miserable right now. Lord, I'm really unhappy. Lord, my, th- this coworker, I don't know if I can deal one more day. Listen, it lament. David did that often. Lord, my enemies, just kill me for God's sake. Lord, take my life. But Lord, I remember when you saved me before and you're going to save me again. Glory to be to God. David always turned his lament into praise. I think there's only one that didn't. But listen, start by expressing yourself. They say that, you know, even Jesus, he acknowledges feelings. My soul, Lord, is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said it in Matthew 26 in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will. It is time to get get your lament to God. Tell him what you want. Lord, please help my husband, right? Sometimes you need to stop complaining to your husband and take it up in prayer. Maybe it's your employer. Maybe if you're not married, you're single. Your employer, your roommate. Lord, speak to my roommate. Lord, fix my roommate. Lord, talk to my roommate. My sister, whatever you need to do, pray for them. Make your request known to God. And I want to give you one more tool. Some of you um, keep so much inside, and that hurts you. Because as we learned in our first session, the body keeps the score, and you're going to probably land yourself in urgent care. Okay? You need to get it out. And you may not feel comfortable expressing yourself in person, but I want you to write. Write it down. No censoring. You just let it rip, okay? You, you, I, like, you might have to do it 10 times a day. I'm so mad at so-and-so or that driver behind me almost ran me off the road. Write it. Write it, write it, and then rip it up. Write and rip. You know who taught me this? A very wise person. She was my massage therapist. (laughs) She said, Angie, you're carrying a lot of things in your body. I mean, she would literally, like, and that's what our bodies do. You know, our muscles and our organs, they actually hold pain. Do you know our bodies hold memories? She's amazing. She used to tell me that in the middle of a massage that, that, that sometimes people just start crying because there's pain, um, grief, that, that is when she's massaging certain areas. Our bodies, you guys, we're, we're temples of the Holy Spirit. We're body, mind, and soul. Your body matters. Don't disconnect from your body. But write and rip. So she told me, she goes, Angie, write it out and rip it up. You're gonna, you need to release it from your body. I started doing it. It's better to do that than telling people off all day. <laughs> or holding it in. So write and rip, okay? You know, I, I've had some people build a bonfire. Right? I had, I, I had a, a woman that I worked with, and um, her daughter was severely bullied, and they had to pull her from the school. And she was so angry because they were very involved in the school. She was so angry because not only did the, 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 the daughter get bullied, but the moms were bullying the daughter too, the other moms. And this happens a lot in school, right? You guys know it's savage. It's like it's high school for adults too, right? Junior high for adults too. So um, I had her write a letter and bring it in to our next session and lo and behold, she brought in a 10-pager of just everything she wished she could say. Um, and I had her read it to me. And I told her that night that I wanted her to, with her husband, you know, sit by the, the fire pit and burn it. 
And it's, what was so amazing is after she wrote it and read it, she said even before she burned it, she said, Angie, I feel completely done. I feel completely free. Like she goes, I'm just like fine. And literally she just, it was a blip and she moved on. But she got it out of her body 10 pages later, but she got it out. So maybe you have a letter to write. Maybe you have someone that you need to tell off. Maybe you've been disempowered and you need to use your voice. Maybe you need to mail it. Maybe you don't. Just be prepared if you mail it. There might be some consequences, okay? We might need to pray for you. So, so be aware and express. Number two, you need to optimize your health. I think we don't understand that food and exercise actually impacts mental health more than we can ever realize. The metabolic component, there's a new book out called Brain Energy, and it's uh, Dr. Chris Palmer, I believe it is. He literally, it's revolutionizing um, the mental health field because he's talking about mental health isn't just about how, what we think. It's about the foods that we put in our bodies that create inflammation, that we are not, that are not good for us, that affect our moods. Have you ever seen a kid on sugar? And we eat it, we, we eat it constantly, and we wonder why we're like this. So I, I cannot start my day without protein. It's either a protein or a fasting. It's not a scone. It's not a cinnamon roll. It's not candy, which I wish I, I wish I could eat instead. But I've learned my mental health, I cannot handle it. I can't handle it. So I've optimized my health, and I'm able actually to build more joy. Exercising, again, we talked about that. There are two articles out this week I read. Number one, recovering from the lack of sleep takes longer than you might think. And number two, your mental health may depend on what's in your diet. Scientific research shows that you need eight to nine hours of night of sleep. And number two, your diet affects you more than you realize. So when I work with young people and they're having massive emotional, emotional regulation issues, I tell them to cut the caffeine and the sugar. They look at me like I'm crazy. But it's amazing how it affects people's lives. I um, spoke at a church about a year ago and talked a little about this and started meeting with one of the, um, the worship leaders. And she's completely, she's very talented, and she's completely off sugar and caffeine. She's doing decaf, and her life is transformed, totally transformed. And every time she, if she comes in and she's not doing well, guess what? She had, she, she binged on sugar. So I just want to encourage you to optimize your health. Uh, Jesus did. He made sure that he was rested. He took time for himself. Number three, renew your mind. This is so important. If you want to build joy, you need to conform to the way of Jesus, not to the pattern of this world. So what does your inflow look like? What are you ingesting every day in your media? Renew your mind. This is what the word says. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The Message Bible says this, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even questioning. Instead, fix your mind on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always bringing you down to its level of immaturity. God, however, wants to bring out the best in you and to develop well-formed maturity in you. So we need to pay attention. Pay attention inward now. Pay attention to your thoughts, your body's response, and guard your heart. I think there's a lot of people in this room that have some just 
just lies that you continue to think about yourself. Lies about your body, lies about your future, lies about your job. You know, it's funny to me, I work with so many people that if they change how they think, they change their whole life. Research has shown us that only 10% of our lives can predict our happiness. Only 10%. That means your circumstances of 10% take up way too much stage time. The rest of your happiness is based on your personality and intentional activities. Wow. Wow. I used to complain every day about my commute for years. And my husband would say, Angie, it's not your commute. I'm like, oh, easy for you to say. Right? You don't drive three hours a day. But then I saw the study out of Harvard that talked about the science of happiness and that only 10% of our happiness is based on external issues, our circumstances. And I was like, oh my gosh. I flipped my script and I said, I'm going to make my car my classroom. And every day I now listen to books and podcasts and I have meaningful calls. And now, honestly, I feel a little bonded to my car. Sometimes I just miss my car. Sometimes I'll just sit in my, in my driveway and I'll be like, I don't want to leave you. I have to go in the house and do work, clean. Renew your mind every day. And, and some of us need to realize we need to go to the gym of mental health. We need to honestly renew our mind like every day. Sometimes you just need Pastor Terry and Pastor Gary on podcasts every day. You need Joyce Meyer in your podcast every day. You need the word in your mind every day. We're just not, we're not that good. Angie Richie's just not, I just am not that good. I'm not good. I need every day the word, thinking. I need to be called out. I need to renew my mind. And guess what? Now my mind has been so transformed that I start to think like Jesus. Not every day, but I'm now, like my mind is like, now I don't have to have 10 podcasts a day. I can have two because I've transformed my mind. Number, th number four, unplug. We need to get sunlight. You need vitamin D. It is time to put the phone away. Do you have boundaries? If we want to build joy, we need to unplug. I love Pastor Terry's approach. She doesn't have Facebook. Wow. You're the smartest. Why? Because it's, it's pressure. It's a window into a lot of problems that you don't need. Shut it down. I started giving my husband my phone on the weekends, and he locks it up. Do I have a problem? Maybe. Right? Because we get phone calls and texts, but it really helps. Number five, pursue social support. We need each other. An 85-year-old study, it was the longest longitudinal study on happiness, studied um, young men from a, call, uh, a, a university. In fact, JFK was actually included in the study. The most amazing thing about this study was a, a discovery that the number one key to happiness wasn't job, wasn't money, wasn't your house. It was relationships. Wow. What if we started to press into building joyful community? Well, how would that change our brains? Social support. Some of you actually need a counselor. Some of you, it's time. It's time to wonder at the wonder that you are and start to get healing. Some of you need to be in church more regularly, to just be around joy and the word of the Lord. Some of you need to join a gym and work on those health goals. Some of you, need a, some of you might need a recovery group. That's okay. There's no shame. There's a lot of things that are offered, but pursue support. That's how we build joy. We build connection. The next slide. 
build joy is actually planning joy into every day. What are you looking forward to today? Is there anything you have planned tonight? I mean, this is joyful. How much fun are you? I've been so looking forward to being with you guys today, by the way. It's just like been like so excited. But we have to be the designers of our own life, amen? Is this no one's gonna build joy for you. You're adults. I'm sorry. There's no like, I wanna, there's no like superhero coming for you. Mom and dad aren't gonna like make a nice play date for you. We've gotta do it ourselves right? Be careful then how you live, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Time is a remarkable gift from God. The pages of our personal planner and the squares on our calendar represent the moments God has entrusted to our care, but how should we use them? I realized recently that my calendar is terribly mismanaged. Terribly. I am double and triple booked, I have no margin of time. I, I love everything. I want to do everything. But guess who's been left out of the calendar? Me. So I'm trying to build in margins on the front end and the back end. I'm trying to make sure I have at least one weekend a month that is like off limits where, where I don't have to think about something that I need to do. I've, I'm not quite there yet because I love what I, the work I do. I love this. So much. But my body was keeping the score. So I am rediscovering what it looks like to have margins, to have rest, to have limits and know that God gave me limits. How many of you need limits? Maybe that's just putting a little extra time into planning um, a, a, a coffee date with someone you love or um, walking in nature. Some of you said nature just really speaks to you. But Angie is looking, how do I plan joy in my life so that I can be the best version of me? Next, express gratitude. We need to get into the grateful flow. We're really good at talking about all the things that we don't have and that aren't working. I'm re I really get into task mode. This is great, but I want to work on this. And we can overfocus on all the things we want to work on that we forget to show pleasure in what God's done. This is the reality. The word says rejoice in the Lord always. But gratitude is a catalyst for happiness. Jesus lived in thankfulness to God. He expressed his thanks publicly for the benefit of others that they might learn to be grateful to God. He appreciated God for his creation, even the little sparrows he thanked God for. He thanked the Lord for providing food. And Jesus began and ended his prayers with words of thanks and praise to his Father. I want you guys to think real quickly right now something you're thankful for. It doesn't have to be big. It could be the latte that you had today, the prize you won. You should be. Yes, amen. They're amazing. They're, they're rare. You're very gifted. You're very blessed. Someone else, gratitude. Your husband, amen. Make sure you express that today. You do, I can tell. You're so sweet. That, see, that's why you're grateful for him. You have joy and you're grateful because you've, you major on the, the goodness of him. And it's so a part of your force field that not only is it in your mind, but because you express it, it reinforces how great he is. 
Amen. The girl gang, love it. She's your girl for sure. Annabelle. I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. Something else. What are you grateful for? Your friend. I love it. We need friends that call us forward and tell and say, give you self permission to call out. She gave you permission. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. You needed it. Amen. Oh, and you got beautiful daughters. And you know what? You, what's so great is, is part of the spirituality and, and, and faith and, and why church and these kinds of things are so important is because not just what you receive, but you receive it together. And guess what? You're going to talk about this, and it's going to give you content to share and bond together. And you got beautiful daughters, by the way. Stunning. Yes, yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. So exciting. Yeah. Amen. Oh. I've never seen a depressed, grateful person. powerful. Life is important, yeah. I love it. Oh, amen. Do you see how we have right now a, a, a climate of joy? I mean, we're actually joining in each other. This is why community is so important. This is how we build it. We can't neglect the gathering together. We can, and we can't neglect the positivity and the using our words for good. So what does it look like to build and cultivate a culture of gratitude in your home? It takes intention. It takes intention. But what happens is, is Harvard says, listen, write a note of gratitude, text a mentor, speak thanksgiving and, and, and gratitude. It creates greater happiness. You become more optimistic. You have new and lasting relationships. You have better health. This is what gratitude does. You actually have progress towards your goals. Your body has fewer aches and pains. You're more alert. You have more determination. You have increased generosity. Empathy, gratitude creates better sleep and improved self-esteem. And you know what's amazing? Is gratitude is free. It's free. There's no medication. There's no session. There's no doctor appointment. Express gratitude. And as we go to the next one, you can take gratitude into being a role model. What does it look like to change your role? From victim to victor, from follower to role model. Listen, you ladies are so powerful. You're a movement. I just love being with you. Anytime Pastor Terry wants me, I'm here. I just want to, I'm here. Because when she, again, when, when she sent me this note, you know, I'd love for you to come talk about it. I'm like, yes, not only do I get to be with my favorite ladies, but the, my favorite topic. This is going to change the world. You 
Valley, you're gonna change the world because you're a force field. Jesus changed the world with 12. What can we do with this group? Wow, be a role model, change your mindset. And find meaning. Some of us are going through some hardship right now, gone through some challenges. A question I, I, I ask myself, and I, I didn't take it from, I didn't, it's not, didn't originate from me, it actually originated from Tony Robbins. If you ever watched some of his stuff, he's amazing. It's, is what you're going through happening to you or for you? Some of you are like, I hate this, what I'm going through. I hate, I mean, I, believe me, I use, I, I, I use my words, and I'm like, I hate this. But then, within a short amount of time, I'm like, Lord, have your way. What are you teaching me? What are you preparing me for? Lord, game on. Like, I have a commute from San Dimas to, to Santa Clarita. And by, from, from about San, San Dimas to Pasadena, I'm like, in, I'm mad. I'm like, I, I didn't ask for this. I don't have time for this. I can't believe this. Man, by Pasadena, I'm like, okay, Lord, I got it out. Okay, Lord, I, okay, what are you doing? Like, what's up? By Montrose, my, my faith is rising. Then I'm like, God of miracles, by the time I get to Silmar, I'm like, get my praise on. But listen, because I've learned that God is faithful, that everything that's happened in my life, if I can reframe it, maybe it's my way of getting control to say, what's happening is going to be used for my good. It makes me flip the script to say, you know what, God, this is for me. You're preparing me for the next thing. I don't know what it is, but God, you're making me battle ready. And all of a sudden, my perspective is like, I'm okay. I'm not resisting what is, but I'm radically accepting what's happening. I'm saying, Lord, you're going to use this. And once I let God take over, guess what? Things start moving. But if Angie's resisting what's happening, the enemy is in charge. What do you need to let go of today? What do you, where do you need to find meaning in the trial that you're going through right now? See, we're building joy Guess what? Jesus talks about joy. Paul talked about joy, that there is joy in the midst of suffering. In fact, he wrote the joy letter to the Philippians in prison. Okay. All right. Maybe it's not so bad, Lord. Maybe I could be more joyful. Find meaning. God has a plan for you. And the last thing I want to share before we go to our last slide is invite Jesus into everything. Some of you need to invite Jesus into your health. Invite Jesus into your dreams. Invite Jesus into your marriage. Invite Jesus into a long-held struggle that you've had. It's a question I ask a lot of people that I serve. Have you invited Jesus in? And they're like, that's weird. Why would I give him access? Because you will have breakthrough for your future if you invite him into the process. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go to the last slide, and then I'm going to close. Um, could I, Melissa, would you mind in the worship team come up? I have a couple things I want to do, and I think the Lord has really moved. Has the Lord moved today? Right? See, the Lord moves not only in like when we feel something like inspiration, but the Lord moves when, he, when we access our brain and we begin to listen to what God is saying. I'm going to go through some last kind of takeaways or, or some ways for you to build joy that is based not only in scripture, but in neuroscience, that if you want to build joy, these are some skills that will absolutely make a difference. Um, it will change your life. I also want you to just let the Holy Spirit start speaking to you because um, as Melissa just kind of plays, 
I'm going to give you a moment at the end where if you feel like you want to take a new step to break the pattern of the past and step into a joyful future, we're going to take a step forward as a, a, a statement of a new way. So building joy skills, number one, smile. Smile whenever you greet those you love and use sincere voice tones. It seems so basic, but we don't do it. Smile. What if you practice smiling right now? Smile. Look to your partner, your neighbor. Just smile. We can build joy. You guys are great. Keep doing it. When you can build joy by asking questions that invite others to tell you truthfully how they're doing and what they are thinking. Take a sincere interest in really knowing the other person. We think that joy is outside of ourselves, and it's not. Joyful belonging is eye-to-eye, face-to-face, heart-to-heart. Knowing that other person, work hard to understand the other's fears and joys, passion, talents, and pain. And treat each other with dignity and respect. Joy is within relationship, not outside. When ending in discussion, try to make other people feel affirmed. Jesus did that. Use touch whenever appropriate. Hold hands, link arms, give hugs. And use the physical connection as effectively as possible. And for some of you that are scared by affection, maybe it's time for you to lean into hugs and back rubs and just connection. In fact, I want to challenge you. If you're next to someone, I want you to link arms with them. Like link arms. Put your arm around them, whatever you need to do. Yes. Look at how joyful we are just in one minute of linking arms. This is our new way forward. Don't hold back your love and affection. Don't be grumpy and scared and distant. Let go of your inhibitions. Be legal, but link arms. I remember it was just like two years ago that I, I, as I've been doing my own work, I held hands with one of my colleagues on stage, and I just got to share that this is what happens when we heal. This is what joyful belonging brings in our lives, the ability to let down our guard and feel loved and give love in return. Discover what brings the other person joy. That's another way to build joy. Give little surprises that cause their eyes to light up and let your eyes light up too. And cherish babies and children and the generations. We need to be multi-generational. I wonder what it would look like next time there's a women's day like this, a women's retreat or a women's conference to bring every young woman that you know. They need this. You need this. This is how we build joy. It's not so complicated. But how many of you want to build joy in your life, to break through for your future? Because today, you'll never be the same. If you begin doing some of these things we talked about, you will never be the same. So I want to ask you, ladies, where will you begin? This is a new day. This is a new day. And so if you want to start new, if you want breakthrough for your future, I want you to come forward. I'm serious. I want you to say, I I want a new day. I want to break through from my past, and I want breakthrough for my future. 
And this is a statement right here to say, I'm going to enter into a new way of life with Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Let's just do it. This is joy. We're making a statement. Amen and amen. Melissa, I, would you be willing to lead us into a song, a worship song? And then, so Melissa's going to sing and lead us into a worship song. And we're going we're gonna to lean into joy together. We're gonna, this is our statement that we are going to be different. And we're going to embrace what God has spoken over our lives. We're going to honor the wonder of who we are. But we're also not going to let the past hold us back anymore. We're going to validate what we've been through. You guys have been through hell and back. Amen? But you're here. You've made it. And so today we are going to let go of the past as we work through it. And we're going to break through with joy because you deserve it. And you are joy makers here in, this, in the room. Let's, let's give it up to the Lord. Let's worship him. Lord, we praise you, Lord. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that you bring joy to our lives. And Lord, as we enter into the song, Lord, this is our declaration. We are going to give it to you. We're going to worship, Lord. And I pray that as we worship this final song, this is where chains drop. This is where deliverance happens. This is where joy is returned. This is where confirmation of calling is solidified in the name of Jesus. So Melissa, as you lead us in worship, we receive today in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's worship the Lord. The rock on which I stand When everything around me is shaking I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus Cause he's never let me down He's faithful through generations
give the Lord a hand. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Lord, you are our firm foundation. And we seal this right now. We seal the healing in the name of Jesus. We pray against anything that would kill, steal, and destroy what God did this morning. Amen. Amen. And we release you to what God has for you. We release joy and peace and health, not only for yourselves, but the generations and everyone you touch. In the name of Jesus, amen. Pastor Terry, I want to welcome you up. Let's thank Pastor Terry for making this possible today. Wow, God is so amazing. We thank her for her ministry. You are, you are. No, you are. Shouldn't we have her back like every year? We have like a, we could call it our annual Angie Conference. (laughs) Annual Angie Conference, how's that? Yeah, we could do that. Yes, yes. I do. First of all, I just want to thank my women's team. I should say my women's team. It's the church's women's team. But all the women, just come up here. The women's team, just come up because you need to know. I want to thank Randy Hayashi for doing our sound today. <clears throat> the only man that was brave enough to be here today. And, of course, and then the women's team. And then Jerry, where's Jerry? Hayashi, she's probably not even in here. I know. No, she's always working. Jerry, you know Jerry, everybody. She's always working. She does so much all the time. So we always want to thank Jerry. But here's the women's team. These ladies have been phenomenal with um, just loving on you and wanting to plan for you, ladies. So I just want you to, again, see them and know how much we love you and care about you. And just want Jesus to be stronger in your life. And you are all doing so awesome growing in the Lord. And we're just so thankful. So I just want to pray over you before we go. Lord, I know... Because I know many of you have escaped your families today to be here, right? You've left your children. You have no idea what you're going home to, right? We want to pray for you, that you will have joy on the way home. And when you get there, smile when you greet them, remember? That was, that was one of the rules today. Smile when you get home, no matter what it looks like, okay? All right. Lord, I thank you for the life of women. Lord, you created us. You made us, Lord. You gave us so many things that are uniquely us. And we are grateful for that, Lord. We don't want to be anybody else. We don't want to be another woman or another man, Lord. We want to be what you've created in us. And I thank you, Lord, for everyone that is here, her giftings, her life. Lord, the people that you've surrounded her with, Lord, to impart to and to influence. Lord, I pray that as we go today, Lord, thank you for what Angie has imparted to us. Lord, we will go forth in joy and in peace and in power, knowing that you are our Lord. We love you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you, ladies.